This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. The sound of a ringing bell to call for donations is familiar during the holidays. The Salvation Army's Red Kettle campaign is underway, and in parts of West Virginia, donations are down while the need for food is increasing. Primarily, we're raising funds to help support and fund um, our Christmas program, our Angel Tree program, uh, to provide food and toys and clothing to children across the seven counties that we have. That story and more coming up this West Virginia morning. Moves to bolster the Department of Health and Human Resources workforce came in bunches from the governor's office. Randy Yowie has more. In his Wednesday coronavirus briefing, Governor Jim Justice listed off several new initiatives for DHHR workforce recruitment. Justice said four Child Protective Services positions were offered in the Eastern Panhandle, and some hiring bonuses there were increased to $5,000. In the briefing, new DHHR Interim Secretary Dr. Jeff Coben said the department hiring freeze has been lifted and employee recruiting efforts will immediately increase. By reaching out to our high school programs, uh, the Mountaineer Challenge Academy, uh, our VOTEC, and as well as the health sciences students. Coben and DHHR advisor Dr. Clay Marsh said department priorities highlight the health and well-being of children and the elderly and addressing the state's mental health and substance use disorder crises. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie. West Virginia is getting a boost in federal funding to repair and replace its aging bridges. Curtis Tate has more. The state will receive more than $548 million over the next five years from the Federal Highway Administration to invest in its bridges. Transportation Secretary Jimmy Riston said the infusion of funds will allow the state to repair 2,700 bridges over 10 years. So you're going to start seeing a lot of bridge work in West Virginia, a lot of bridge work in West Virginia. Riston said about 75 bridges owned by municipalities are eligible for 100% funding where a 20% local match would otherwise be required. He said his department will work to find matching funds for another 39 bridges. The funding comes from the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act of last year, which Senators Shelley Moore Capito and Joe Manchin voted for, along with retiring Representative David McKinley. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Curtis Tate in Charleston. State officials are urging all West Virginians to stay up to date with their COVID and flu vaccinations. As Emily Rice reports, they are vying to protect the elders of the state. During a press briefing Wednesday morning, Governor Jim Justice read out 11 additional COVID-19 deaths in the state, bringing the state's total to 7,649. Justice and his advisors urged West Virginians to get vaccinated against COVID-19 and the flu in order to mitigate severe illness this winter. Dr. Clay Marsh said a new COVID variant called BQ1 has the ability to evade the immune system and is more powerful, making it especially dangerous for people over the age of 65. And we also know that getting up to date with your vaccination not only protects people from severe consequences of COVID, hospitalization and death, also reduces the risk of long COVID. According to Marsh, one in four people who get COVID-19 suffer symptoms of long COVID. In some cases, these symptoms last for several months. For Appalachia Health News, I'm Emily Rice in Charleston. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health.
The State Board of Education held its final meeting of the year Wednesday morning. As Chris Schultz reports, the board was presented with a new plan. At Wednesday's Board of Education meeting, State Superintendent David Roach spent more than 30 minutes outlining the state's new literacy campaign called Ready, Read, Write West Virginia to aggressively address low academic achievement across the state. Our task is not only to improve our West Virginia education system to levels before the pandemic, but also to take bolder action to elevate and lead the nation in our work. We know it all begins with literacy, and students who cannot read become adults who struggle to succeed. West Virginia had some of the lowest math and reading scores in the nation on the latest National Assessment of Educational Progress released in October. Roach outlined eight actions the Department of Education will take as part of the campaign. They include expanding career technical programs into middle school, a renewed focus on recruiting, supporting, and retaining teachers and principals, and building relationships at the state and local levels. It must be a part of our culture as a Department of Education, as county boards of education, as individual schools, local communities, and as a state as a whole. We must all work together to make literacy a priority. I am committed to working with anyone willing to support the crucial work of what we're trying to do. Since his appointment in August, Roach has made a return to educational fundamentals a priority. When you appointed me to this position, we agreed on a common vision and goal for public education. We needed to get back to the basics of teaching. We needed to focus on reading, writing, and math, and we had to do it with purpose and with urgency. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Chris Schultz in Morgantown. Fairmont became the latest West Virginia city to enact a non-discrimination law for its LGBTQ residents. Curtis Tate has more. Fairmont joined 17 other cities statewide to have passed a fairness law. The vote on Monday was 7-2. to two. Monongah, also in Marion County, enacted its ordinance in September. Bolivar, in Jefferson County, enacted one in April. Kaiser in South Charleston enacted theirs last year. The laws protect LGBTQ people from discrimination in housing, employment, and public accommodations. West Virginia has no statewide anti-discrimination law for its LGBTQ residents. The Human Rights Campaign, a national LGBTQ rights organization, scores seven of the state's cities on its Equality Index. Fairmont is not one of them, but non-discrimination laws carry the most weight of the factors it considers. Huntington and Morgantown scored a perfect 100. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Curtis Tate in Charleston. This is West Virginia Morning. It's 750. The National Weather Service has issued an ice storm warning in areas of the Potomac Highlands and eastern, pa- um, eastern Panhandle until 10 o'clock tonight. Rain and gusty wind today. Freezing rain, sleet, and snow possible in the eastern pan- Panhandle and the mountains this morning. Highs in the 30s, 40s, and low 50s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Taurus Save Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TaurusSaveAlaw.com.
The sound of a ringing bell to call for donations is familiar during the holidays. The Salvation Army's Red Kettle campaign is underway, but nationally and in parts of West Virginia, donations are down while the need for food is increasing. The program provides food, toys, and more for families. Amelia Nicely spoke with Major Joseph May, Area Commander for the Salvation Army of Central West Virginia, which serves Boone, Clay, Kanawha, Logan, Mingo, Putnam, and Roan counties. Well, thanks for speaking with me today. Your Red Kettle campaign is underway, and what do the funds go to from this program in the seven counties that you support? Primarily, we're raising funds to help support and fund um, our Christmas program, our Angel Tree program uh, to provide food and toys and clothing to children across the seven counties that we have. Um, that program is uh, similar in the other counties across West Virginia and their different locations as well. Um, any money that we raise above and beyond what we need to pay for the expenses of Christmas, we put into the general budget to support uh, other programs throughout the year, which includes uh, rent and utility payments, uh, food boxes, um, our uh, Boys and Girls Club program, um, camp programs, uh, just a, a whole wide range of things that the Salvation Army does throughout the 12 months of the year. With inflation being what it is and that we're still in a pandemic, have you seen needs increase in the counties that you serve? Yes, we've seen some uh, increase due to COVID over the last three years. Um, and there was, there's been a lot of uh, assistance given through uh, government programs during that time, but those programs are starting to close, and uh, we have seen an increase in uh, requests for food, uh, particularly um, in the last uh, few months. For those that uh, have been having trouble making ends meet uh, are finding it even harder now, and with the cost of uh, increased cost of food, um, Food has been uh, one of the things that we've seen an increase in requests for. In 2020, the National Commander of the Salvation Army said red kettle donations were expected to drop 50 percent. And I've seen headlines just in the last few days that there are continued concerns about donations being down all across the country right now because of inflation and because people are still not really going out as much shopping in person. How is the campaign going in West Virginia, and are you experiencing any of that drop in donations? We see a drop in donations, but I wouldn't say that it's 50% in our area. Um, I, I really haven't done a study to see the, the percentage amount, yet, but there has definitely been a drop in the financial support um, in the last few year, uh, last year or so. Um, after the after COVID, uh, there was a huge uh, increase. We had a lot of extra support, um, but now that uh, that the COVID um, situation is is subsiding, even though we you know, recognize it's not gone away, but it's certainly subsided. Um, that level of support um, has dropped. Um, our goal this year is two hundred thousand dollars. Right now, we are at $90,000, so we are not even halfway toward our goal. Um, we are about 3% below where we were at this point last year, but we have seen um, an increase in the last week or so. Our percentage, is, that gap is narrowing. How many bell ringers do you have this year? Uh, right now, and we've, we've struggled with that, but we have uh, had some success in getting some uh, additional ringers in the last week or so. Uh, right now, I have about 15 bell ringers. 
um, three or four weeks ago when we started. Uh, I had about 10 that I could count on. Uh, we have permission from businesses across our area to have 30, uh, 30 kettles uh, open every day, but uh, we just don't have the bell ringers to fill those spots. For people who want to donate, including people who may not be able to donate to a red kettle in person, how can they help? Um, well, they can go to uh, www.salvationarmyusa.org, and if you will um, go to the – there's a place on there that where you can tell where you're from, and when you get to your local unit, you can make a donation that way. We have a Facebook page, uh, Salvation Army Charleston, West Virginia, um, and there are a number of posts on there that have links. Uh, that you can make a donation online. Uh, that w- that would be a more local way to do that. On our kettle stands, for people that don't carry cash, we have a QR code on the back of the signs mm-hmm. that they can scan, and that will take them to a website, and they can donate that way. They can donate by Apple Pay, actually, and uh, Google Pay, and PayPal, and Venmo if they want. Uh, there are a number of ways that people can give. That's great to know. I didn't know that. So if I see someone ringing the bell and I don't have cash on me, they have a way for me to still donate electronically as I'm standing there. That's good to know. Yes. On the back of the sign, there's a sticker that has a QR code and it has actually has a, a disc on there. You can tap if you have that capability with your phone. You can tap that and that'll take you to the spot where you can make a donation. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners? We appreciate the continued support of the people in our community. Uh, They are giving at a great level. Uh, We appreciate the businesses who are letting us stand outside their stores. Uh, They're very generous. We don't take that for granted. Um, We could just use more bell ringers. Uh, We have volunteers, uh, and we have a few more volunteers than we did last year. I think people are becoming more comfortable being out after COVID. Uh, But we don't have enough volunteers, so we have to pay. We have to hire some bell ringers. How long do people have to donate to this campaign? Um, our kettles will be out until Christmas, through Christmas Eve. Thank you so much for sharing this information with us. That was Major Joseph May with the Salvation Army in Central West Virginia. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Amelia Nicely in Charleston. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Amelia Nicely, Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.